Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit You're listening to The Knicks Recap, your source for all New York Knicks-related content. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Knicks Recap, your source for all New York Knicks-related content. I'm your host, Troy, and don't forget to hit that notification bell so you stay updated with all of our latest episodes. Welcome to the final Knicks preseason post-game show. The Washington Wizards just took on the New York Knicks. Final score, 89-105. to The Knickerbockers have won their final preseason game. For the entire preseason, they go 3-1, and one, only losing to the Indiana Pacers after facing them for a second time. We're going to break down a couple of things that went on and a couple of aspects of the game and a couple of plays that I liked, didn't like, and, you know, some things that I thought could have definitely been better if we had worked on it a little bit more or, you know, just had some better chemistry going on, which I think was a, a big part of why we lost the Pacers game. Um, and also the bench I want to get into a little bit too. But before I get into some of those aspects in regards to what we saw from this final preseason game. There are three players that deserve all of the praise, even more praise than I might be stating right now. These three players are Jalen Brunson, RJ Barrett, and Mitchell Robinson. A lot of people are going to focus on Barrett, a lot of people are going to focus on Jalen Brunson. Those two have been the, more or less, those two have been the focus of preseason this year. For the most part, in terms of good games and, you know, what we're looking for. But Mitchell Robinson has had good games, definitely good defensive games, throughout the preseason. Mitchell Robinson looks comfortable. He looks in shape. He looks lean. He looks amp and ready to show everybody why that $60 million contract was a steal. And if he turns out to be, which Coach Thibodeau did say he believes he is, the best offensive rebounder in the NBA, that contract absolutely is a steal. And from the way he's looking, he's absolutely looking like he can get it and he's going to go after it this season. He's hungry. He looks like he has something to prove. I think not coming into uh, camp last year in the right shape definitely hurt him. And I don't know what he would have been had he came into uh, had he came into camp last season this way. I don't know what he would have been. Maybe he would have been the same. Maybe he would have been better this year. I don't know. But what I do know is what I'm looking at from the, the eye test and what I'm looking at on the stat sheet. Think of it like this. At halftime, at halftime, Mitchell Robinson had 14 points 
off of eight offensive rebounds. Eight. He basically scored all of his points in the paint, grabbing rebounds from guys who missed shots. That's what he did. He stole the ball. He blocked the ball. And something that maybe doesn't get talked about enough, he impacts the defense. If you look at the Wizards and Gafford, let's just take him into account because obviously he's the big man on that end of the uh, stick for the Wizards because Porzingis wasn't playing last night. He got taken to school. He got put in a blender. He couldn't do anything at all against um at all he could not do anything against mitch he was dominated by mitchell robinson mitchell robinson took him to school ate his lunch took his school money everything you could think of it wasn't until the end of the game where you know things kind of started getting away from uh from us a little bit in the fourth where we were leading by a high lead so you know we didn't really care anymore but at that point you saw gafford kind of getting into it more doing some dunks things like that so, I mean, he did come alive a little bit, but at that point it was too late. And that has a lot to do with Mitchell Robinson and how he protects the paint. And his presence alone affects the shots that the opponent takes. Him just being in the paint and raising his hands up makes the opponent alter their shot. And in a game where instincts and reaction time are so important, those little moments where you're having to think about somebody blocking you alters your mindset like that. And that can lead to a miss or a bad pass or a steal. And that's exactly what happened. Mitchell Robinson has impressed the ever-loving crap out of me. Absolutely. He is looking phenomenal in these last few preseason games. And he could not have closed out preseason in a better way than the performance that he put on last night against the Pacers. Just looking at his, um, his stats. So I'm looking at it right now. He's 29 minutes, right? 20 points, 12 rebounds. He's nine for 12, two or four from free throw, which is actually important because, you know, make one, miss one. That's Shaq's always, you know, homegrown rule. If he does that all season, it'll be better than he was last season um, from the free throw line. I think it was about 40 or 42 percent around that. So he definitely needs to increase that. If he can get up to above 50 percent this season um, and legitimately make teams pay a little bit for putting him at the line, I think that would be great. And from what I saw, I mean, he had one what one personal foul. One personal foul. His plus minus was a 26. He had a 26 plus minus. You want to see why one of the leading reasons we won the game? It was because of Mitchell Robinson. He dominated. He dominated the offensive glass. The Knicks were, I think the Knicks dominated the Pacers overall on the glass by at least 25 rebounds or 20 rebounds. Some crazy stat. And a lot of that had to do with our bigs, Isaiah Hartenstein, but most importantly, Mitchell Robinson. So real big shout out to Mitchell Robinson. I thought he had a phenomenal game. These are the type of games that make me look at Mitch and think to myself, defensive player of the year? All-star potentially? NBA all-team, one of them? I mean, from what I saw last game last night, why is it such an impossibility for that to happen? I think it's an absolute. I think it could absolutely happen, given for what I'm seeing in Mitchell Robinson right now. He's definitely impressed me and opened my eyes, especially last night's game. Let's go to the newly acquired point guard in Jalen Brunson. 
Jalen Brunson put on an absolute clinic last night. The man was phenomenal. He could not have looked better. This entire preseason, all these games they played, you could make the argument that Brunson has looked bad in one, which was the rematch against the Pacers, which we lost. Other than that game, Brunson has been money, has been on as soon as he touched the ball. He's a workhorse. He's a worker. He's a he's very gritty. He plays physical. He's again, he's diminutive in size, but not in play. He is a physical player. And for your guard, that's what you want. Now, he does put himself in sometimes in bad positions when he's in the paint trying to defend. He'll let his man either, you know, shoot over him or which he can't help or he'll try to get too aggressive in the paint and then he'll force a, a foul and perhaps get the other person an easy and one or get him to the line, which I don't like a little bit. He didn't do that a lot, but it's just some things that I saw that I didn't like that little aspect, but that's really me nitpicking. Jalen Brunson had a phenomenal game. If Jalen Brunson plays like he played last night, every single night, if he plays this way, there is no way, no way the Knicks are going to be a walkover easy team to beat. Because it's not going to be possible with Jalen Brunson balling out like he's been doing. Jalen Brunson has been the same. Yesterday, 31 minutes, 27 points, four rebounds, five assists. He took 16 shots, and he made 10 of them. Three of five from the three-point line. Four of four from a uh, free throw. And a plus 27. A plus 27. I think that's the highest plus minus on the team. Your point guard has the most points, 27 points. Play the most minutes under R.J. Barrett. 33 minutes for Barrett, 31 minutes for uh, Brunson. And then you have him not only playmaking, penetrating, creating, if I should take a little line from Clyde over there, but he's doing everything that you want from a quality guard. He's doing it. He's giving you scoring. He's giving you passing. He's giving you playmaking. He's breaking down the defense. He's getting into the paint. He's shooting threes. What else do you want this man to do? He's getting everybody involved on the offense. He's making sure we don't see Point Randall. Do you understand that the reason we haven't seen Point Randall much or at all is because of Jalen Brunson? I am so happy that we have Jalen Brunson. My God, what a godsend Jalen Brunson has been. He has significantly improved this Knicks team just by doing point guard related tasks and I know it's crazy but as a Knicks fan we haven't seen regular point guard play or proper point guard play for a long time so getting Jalen Brunson in here running the point the right way is such a breath of fresh air he impressed me a lot yesterday I think Jalen Brunson is gonna have a big season he's gonna ball out for New York and yeah I was just very very impressed with uh Jalen Brunson what I want to do now is talk about the last person on that list for the Knicks who did phenomenal yesterday, R.J. Barrett, who we hope one day will achieve all-star status. Last night, he was money. 33 minutes, 19 points, 12 rebounds, so double-double already in a preseason game, two assists, six of 13 from the field. I still want that number to be a little higher. Um, eight of 13 would have been better for me. This is okay. Four of seven from three. Now that was impressive. 
he looked in motion and smooth with his shot from three. I'm really liking that shot. And I think he's going to make a jump from his three-point percentage from last year to this year. And then obviously free throws, he was three of five from the line. We know he needs work on his free throws. His free throws look better. Um, we have to see consistently how many free throws he gets up a night and how often he hits them. For right now, it kind of looks a little similar to last season. He's hitting them, missing a few, hitting some. So we'll see what happens. But um, there's a lot of positive to be seen from R.J. Barrett's game. Now, we went through the stats like we did with all these players, but let's talk about what we liked about R.J., what I liked about R.J. The way that he is finishing in the paint. Left hand, right hand, contact, no contact, push to the side. He's finding a way to finish. And the biggest thing for R.J. Barrett is that finishing at the rim. If he can find a way to finish at the rim consistently, he potentially could break into that all-star conversation. Because I think that's really all that's needed. If he could even clean that up and clean up his free throws, he'll easily average 23 points a game. This season, easily. But he needs to be able to clean up what he does at the rim. And there are a couple of things to note, by the way. Now, I gave you some of the good, and I, I like R.J. Barrett. I love R.J. Barrett. He's my favorite player on the team, probably. But if we're looking at some of the negatives, which we have to look at, too, he ran into the paint a few times. He got a shot blocked by Gafford and some other people. He got the ball stolen away from him because he was dribbling into traffic. Sometimes he was uh, using his shoulder to extend and pushing the guy off. And you can't do that today. You can't. I know you want to, but you can't do that, especially now within the uh, ref's uh, line of sight, you know? So there were a couple of things he did that I, I absolutely did not like. I didn't understand the move. And, uh, you know, I, I, when I saw it, it just made me kind of like think back to last season, some of the things I saw him do. He's refined. He's better. He looks better from three, looks stronger, looks bigger. He definitely knows how to take contact better because – you know, in the Pacers game, he was taking contact left and right and finishing. So it definitely seems like that's been a focus of the offseason. So as a shooting and his free throws look a little bit better, his form does. I want to see, again, if that leads to any differences in terms of his overall percentage. But R.J. Barrett, for the most part, throughout this uh, last couple preseason games, has been on. He's been good and he's looked very, very encouraging. So I am excited to see what Brunson, Mitchell Robinson, and R.J. Barrett's going to give us come next season, which starts this Wednesday, October 19th. Before that show, though, don't forget to check out our show on October 17th, this Monday coming up, with Bill Pito from MSG Networks. He's going to be joining me. We're going to talk about this Knicks uh, final preseason game, the first season opener game against Memphis on the road on Wednesday. We're going to be talking about that with Bill Pito and so much more. That drops on Monday at 8 a.m., October 17th. You're not going to want to miss it. Please make sure you are subscribed. Okay. We're going to talk about it. And, you know, it's, it's fine. I have to talk about it. Evan Fournier. Let me say it. Because if I don't say it, you're going to tell me that I'm hating on him. He had a nice pass with Mitchell Robinson in the paint in the first quarter. Did you hear me say it? Is that okay? Am I done now? Thanks. 
get this man out of the starting lineup now. Get him out. Out. I want him out. It's clear as day. Tell me what you want. But it is clear as day to me that when I see Evan Fournier out there, and I'm not saying he had a bad game. He didn't actually have a bad game. He was a plus 20. Uh, he didn't have a bad game. He didn't really have a good game either, though. Didn't really do much. Gave you some shoots and some scorings and whatnot. But what else did he really do for you? And his shots don't look uh, as good this time around because, you know, he's kind of shooting them weirdly. I think he shot a, a three-pointer when he wasn't square to the basket. So it looked very odd when he was shooting it. So some of the shot shots didn't look great. But, you know, Evan can score. So don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say Evan can't score. I know he can score. That is his thing. He is a scorer. If you want to look at just a small stat, when Quinton Grimes was in the game yesterday, and he did play against the Wizards in the final preseason game, he was the only Knicks player off the bench that had a, a positive plus minus. It was still a plus six, but still, still positive. That means because he's doing something right in the court. Now, I don't like Grimes standing in the corner. I don't like him standing in that corner, not cutting or moving. That's not, for me, that's not what Grimes needs to do for this team. On offense, anyways. On defense, I trust Grimes. I think he's good. A uh, couple of defensive lapses yesterday, but it was his first game back after soreness and trying to gel with this new team with Brunson and everybody else. Um, we got to look at what that, what that lineup could look like. And two things happened when Thibs played that. When Thibs played that lineup, it told me two things. One, he's thinking what I'm thinking, that Grimes probably should be in that starting lineup. And two, before we can make that decision, we got to see what it looks like. And that's what he did. That's what he did. He ran it, you know, for a couple minutes in the end of that fourth uh, to kind of see what that team looked like with Grimes potentially filling in that role instead of Fournier. And it kind of looked a little bit, of the same in terms of, you know, offensive and defensive lapses that I saw with Fournier and, and Grimes. But here's the thing. Even if it was just a little bit, just even a, mm, just one little click more, I felt like the defense was that much better with Grimes in the lineup. I thought that teams cared and were maybe a little bit scared to do what they were doing against Fournier to Grimes. So in that regard, I thought that Grimes, even his little added defense, helped that unit more than Fournier would have. So in my opinion, and I'm going to say it again, please get Evan Fournier off the starting lineup and get Grimes in it. I know it's not going to happen overnight. I'm not saying that, this is something that needs to happen or I'm going to quit the Knicks. No, I'm realistic at the end of the day. I know Fournier is going to start. It's obvious. He tore it up in the EuroLeague. And for the most part, he's the vet. He's got, he has the best in terms of three-point percentage. He probably has the best three-point percentage on the team. So if you look at all those things together, yeah, I understand why he's starting. Doesn't mean I have to like it. I don't. Doesn't mean I think he deserves it. I don't. And it absolutely still means that I want Grimes to start. I do. Grimes is the starter to me. 
And I think eventually Thibs is going to see that too. And you'll see him get into that starting lineup. How many games it takes before he gets there is anybody's guess. But I think that is absolutely on the table. But I didn't see a lot of negatives from Fournier last night. I didn't see that many positives either. Um, and Grimes, I didn't see that many bright spots yesterday, but I didn't see a lot of negatives either. Um, like I said, I thought when he was in the game, his defense, his little bit of added defense helped that unit of Jalen Brunson, RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, and uh, Mitchell Robinson that was in the game with him. So in that regard, I'd still put Grimes in. Here are my overall thoughts on this Knicks preseason that we just witnessed. Over the course of four games, the New York Knicks won three out of four. Their worst game being against the Pacers second time around, where they not only lost, but, you know, looked lost on the court a little bit. Cam Reddish, Emmanuel Quickly, and Obi Toppin. Cam Reddish hasn't done enough to earn a rotational spot, so I don't know how many minutes he's going to see. I guarantee that his minutes... If he does even get minutes starting the season, they will increasingly go down as Grimes gets more comfortable and acclimated into that either reserve or starting role. Obi Toppin has made a case for more minutes. Absolutely. Probably as a reserve, but he's not, he should not be playing 15 minutes a night, given what we're seeing. His dunks are so powerful that they deflate the other team's morale. You need people like that. You need people who can do that. You need people who are going to run and be up the court before you can even think of anything. And that's Toppin. In preseason, you look for teams to do something. You look for players to prove something. Toppin proved to me he deserves more minutes, at least 25 minutes a night, at the very least. Emmanuel quickly needs to show me more. I am seeing the same stuff from IQ last season, this season. He just looks a little bit bigger and able to finish a little bit better around the rim because he's obviously got size now. But that's really it. Wild shots, wild floaters, bad shot selection, no passing. He was four for 18 in the Pacers game. Couldn't find the basket or could find a, a teammate for that matter. If Thibs is trusting you to come in and play with Rose or be the starting guard, which he was, not starting guard, I should say, but, you know, the first guard off the bench for um, that second unit, then you have to play as a guard. And we know he can play point guard a little bit. You know, we know he can do the playmaking a little bit and assist. So it's a little surprising to me that we didn't see it like that. I know you want to be aggressive and look for your shot, but if your shot's not there, don't force the shot. Don't do it because you'll likely miss or you'll put yourself in a worse position. That's exactly what happened. So quickly needs to show me a lot more because what I've seen thus far, I'm not impressed. He's actually made a case for why Rose should be more involved in the offense. Which is crazy to me. I love Rose, but I don't want him to get a bulk of the minutes from the young guys. But how can you say no to Rose when you have quickly playing like he's playing? I want to hold my hate for quickly till I see a, a couple more regular season games but I didn't like a lot of what I saw in the preseason he did not do enough to impress me I hope that I can see a lot more from him 
come regular season. I hope he increases his uh, workload immensely uh, once that starts. Jalen Brunson is him. Jalen Brunson is the New York Knicks point guard. Jalen Brunson is here. And he runs the offense in terms of controlling pace, having the ball in his hands, and finding teammates. There is nothing not to love about Jalen Brunson. Great signing, great pickup, already showing his value. Love Isaiah Hartenstein. Great pickup as well, too. Stretch five that we needed and already showing his value. Julius Randle is playing a part. He looked a little lost out there. A couple plays. But for the most part, he's looking like he's gelling with the offense a little well. He trusts Brunson. He's not taking as many shots, not holding on to the ball as long, and is trying to let the defense give him whatever it gives him and then taking that and using it to create some offense. That's what you want Julius to do. I want to see Julius run a little bit more, cut a little bit more, so that way he can get easier baskets because his size is going to allow that to happen. I don't want to see Point Randall. I don't want to see him walking up the ball. I don't want to see that jab step 50 times before he takes a shot. I just want him to see him play within the flow of the offense. And if he does that in rhythm and he doesn't second guess himself, he'll have a good season. And for what it's worth, I think he's going to have the best season of his career this year. So let's see what happens with uh, Julius Randle and this season and what he does for this Knicks team. Lastly, R.J. Barrett, I'll just leave it at this. I want R.J. Barrett to turn into Star J. And I hope this season he does that. The New York Knicks will face the Memphis Grizzlies on Wednesday, October 19th for the season opener on the road at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Ja Morant, R.J. Barrett colliding. That is going to be a phenomenal opening night matchup, and I cannot wait to watch it. Obviously, I want the Knicks to win. I think it's going to be a very tough one to win, though. The Grizzlies are a hungry team, and another year under John Morant's leadership, that team might look very, very good this year. Uh, I don't know how good. It's going to be up to Jaron Jackson and see what he can do because I don't think it's a one-person squad. You need other players to do things. So Jaron Jackson is going to be uh, somebody I look toward. John Moran, obviously, somebody I look toward. Some of their key bench players I'm going to be looking toward. Um, Bain I'll be looking toward as well, too. There's a couple of key players that they have that I really like, and I want to see what they can do um, another year under uh, their belt with Ja. So it's going to be fun to see that. And obviously, I want to see how the Knicks perform when it matters most during a regular season game and see what this Knicks squad can give you, especially Jalen Brunson. and just to see if it was the lights of preseason or if he can go even a higher gear when the season starts. I don't know, but I cannot wait. And I am very excited for this Wednesday's matchup on October 19th against the Memphis Grizzlies. I think it's going to be a phenomenal game. So please make sure you are tuning in to that game. And also check out the post game that day as well, too, on Twitter spaces that I'll be conducting. You'll definitely be able to catch my comments and also comments from fans and some real 
time takes and real-time interactions and real-time reactions to some of this next stuff that we're looking at and seeing on opening night. It's going to be a great show, great night, and I cannot wait. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us here today on today's Knicks postgame show, the final preseason postgame show that we're going to do. The next postgame show that we do will be for the first regular season game of the season. And that's going to be a great one. But until next time, Nick fans, don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us. Peace. Listen to new episodes of The Knicks Recap, streaming every Friday. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit